Thanks for joining us on Heart of the Matter. During our gathering today, we're talking about the year of the Lord's favour, what that means, how we can access it, and how it applies to us today. You're very welcome to listen in. We at Heart of the Matter would like to take this opportunity to thank Slipstream for providing much of the music used in our podcast. They have both free and paid accounts that provide access to over 50,000 tracks for all our streaming and broadcasting needs. Check them out, www.slip.stream. Thank you for joining us today here at Heart of the Matter. If you have feedback, suggestions, questions or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, please email us, heartofthematter at gmx.com or you can also find us at Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Welcome to Heart of the Matter, Christ-centred, focusing on family, community, empowerment, and doing life together in unity and faith in these times. I am reading from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 16, the Passion Translation Bible. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. Hey listeners, I'm Mikey. Today's message I'd like to bring you is the year of the Lord's favour. This is an old message, but a very, very important one. I mean, at this time of year already at the start, people are worn out and tired. They're feeling a tension, pulling them back into the old year. So it's time to stand still and know that He is God. It's now the time to speak peace, clarity and breakthrough. It's time to leave the year that was behind and step into the new year, 2022. Speaking peace, clarity and breakthrough, all those things, is both a mental and a literal thing. Think it, believe it, say it and pray it. If once we do this, we then also allow room for God to interrupt our good plans and move us into his best plans for us. So as we now move into the new year, in order to allow the Lord God to bring us into his best plans for us, we should allow our thoughts to be framed by the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 11, which I'd now like to read to you from the NIV translation. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. 
They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion of your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. And all who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a high priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes a sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Isaiah is the first book of prophecy that speaks about God's plan of redemption for mankind and the new covenant brought about through Jesus Christ. This passage speaks of rescue, restoration and God's judgment and justice. There are three people mentioned in this prophecy, the Holy Spirit, God the Father and the prophet Isaiah. These teachings were passed down through the generations. However, in the time of Jesus, the readings at the synagogues were conducted a little differently from today. In the time of Jesus, the Torah scrolls were read in order as today, but over a period of approximately three and a half years. At that time, there was no one rabbi or teacher who read the scrolls, but an adult member of the congregation or an educated visitor would be invited to read the Torah portion. He would then read a prophetic passage of his own choosing and give a brief meditation on how the passages related to each other. This prophetic reading was called the Haftarah, meaning completion. When Jesus came into his ministry, and we can particularly note Luke chapters 3 and 4, we see that he attended the synagogue in Nazareth. Whilst there, he was handed the Torah scroll for Isaiah 61. However, Jesus stopped reading at the end of verse 2 after he read, To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He then rolled up the scroll and handed it back to the attendant. Jesus then said, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus stopped there because he had come to spread the good news of the Lord's favour. Also, there was no Haftarah yet. At that time, Jesus had not yet died and risen for our redemption and he had not, has not yet returned so that God's judgment and justice will occur. With his coming, though, Jesus brought us into a new era, giving us access to hope, healing, blessings, authority, and victory through him. Now we may look to the future with hope and anticipation. So let us move into this new year with hopes and dreams, laying claim to his promises 
and have the expectation that this really is the year of the Lord's favour. Our chains are broken, so we have no need to hang on to the past or just stumble through this year. All we need to ask ourselves is, am I willing to truly believe this is the year of the Lord's favour? And will I step into that? If we do not move forward, we may end up fighting battles that are already over and won long ago. Now, During World War II, there was a Japanese intelligence officer named Hiru Onoda, who was stationed in the Philippines. Hiru refused to accept that the war was over and kept fighting 29 years after the war had ended in August 1945. It was not until Japan sent his old commanding officer with an order from the Emperor relieving him from duty did Hiru stop fighting. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 7 to 9, Jesus was taken from the sight of his followers. Before he left, though, he entrusted us with his power and authority. Even though we are imperfect, he left us to be his witnesses and spread the good news of our salvation through his sacrifice. He left the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us in this work. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. And as we carry out these works, God sees our hearts and all that we do in his service. Welcome back guys, there's a part 2 to this message. In the next chapter of Isaiah, we see these promises reaffirmed and we are given the way to access the prophecy. Isaiah 62, 10-12 says, Pass through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, raise the banner for the nations. The Lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to daughter Zion, See your Saviour comes. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. When we read this passage, it is worth noting that Zion is a metaphor for the lost city and people of God. And when Isaiah says me, that is also the prophetic me for Jesus, who is the fulfilment of this prophecy, and also us as God's children. Isaiah 62.10, the first part, is a, the call to action, what God requires of us and how we may access his promises. Firstly, we need to pass through the gates or step into the year of the Lord's favour and claim it. Take the land. Next, we need to clear the way for the people, those coming into God's family behind us. Make the city a welcoming city, a live city. Thirdly, we are required to build. Build up and encourage those around us. Make the path smooth for them and help remove all obstacles 
that stop people from moving forward or cause them to trip. Now we do this not only for those who are not know the Lord yet, but for each other and for ourselves. Everything that we can do for others, we also need to do for ourselves. Lastly, we need to raise the banner. That banner is Jesus and the way we show his love. Jesus is the true banner or rallying point that leads to salvation. He is what this is all about, our redemption. The last two verses promise, promise us that if we build, rebuild the city of God and help his people come home, all the earth will see that we are indeed blessed, claimed as his own, and will be rewarded as stated in the previous chapter. We need to claim God's promises, peace, and joy of the Lord, speaking out against everything opposing us and those around us. Jesus came to restore our relationship with God, not start a religion or some exclusive club. Our faith and joy must endure through the highs and lows, the good and the bad. Our faith and prayers should be constant and intentional, continually reminding the Lord of his promises to us. Be like the woman who kept petitioning the corrupt judge who did not care about God or man in Luke 18.1.8. Finally, due to her diligence and persistence, she received the justice which was her due from even him. I'd just like to say in closing that I know right now things can feel broken, unjust or even hopeless. You may quite justly feel angry, hurt or just, just feel like giving up at this time. Please don't just bottle all your emotions up or, or give in to them. Don't drag yesterday into, with you into today. This can cause you to stumble or even stray from the path altogether. I encourage you to lean on scriptures like 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-24, which tells us to rejoice, pray, trust God's word, and reject evil always. You know, Reject the things that are going to bring us down to continually live in his peace and blessings, no matter what our circumstances may be. The Holy Spirit is with us and in us to help us do just that. We exhort you to become like Paul, who learned to be content in all seasons. So never allow yourself to become disheartened. Jesus did not say life would suddenly become all sunshine once we chose to follow him. And while we have access to the blessings and promises made to us, the fullness of his judgment and justice will not happen until he returns in power and glory. We are working towards something far greater than anything in this world, far more valuable. And everything we experience now is only a season. And seasons pass. Now, more than ever, we need to know Jesus as our Saviour whether we have never had a personal relationship with him or we have drifted away for a time. These promises and guidelines we talked about here will help enable us to have a true relationship with God and to navigate through the times we find ourselves living in now. So, thank you for staying with me and may God bless you always and keep you safe. Thanks for staying with us throughout this journey and we pray that it has blessed you and helped you in some way. You're welcome to come back and join us here 
on Heart of the Matter every Friday. I'm Mikey. And I'm Kath. God bless you all. And peace be upon you until we meet next.